Good evening, everybody. We are rather light or slow coming in tonight. This whole area is missing. Uh, tonight we'll have one song, and I believe David has announcements. Uh, two more songs, and Chris has the lesson this evening. Ooh, I need to turn that on. Our first song tonight will be number 932, Holy Ground. If you would let stand for this song, please. Holy Ground. This is holy ground. Good evening, church family. A couple of announcements before we have our devotional. Um, as a reminder, at Stepping Stones, uh, this coming Wednesday, December 6th, um, will be chicken and noodles, not uh, chicken soup, as Brian just informed me. Um, so um, chicken and noodles. Uh, so please come out and help support our mission um, fund as uh, uh, we're Stepping Stones. Uh, also, December 3rd, the Teen Holiday Gift Exchange after the evening services at the Williams House on December 3rd. Also, December 5th, uh, this coming Tuesday, will be uh, How to Plan Your Funeral. Um, Ernie Hall will be here speaking uh, for that. He will be uh, um, just telling you ins and outs of uh, how to plan for that. And, and that will be here at the building at 630 and I, a lot of times when I, I've done my fair share of funerals, and a lot of times it sneaks up on the family. And it's, uh, I think it's something very important that, um, that you do attend that. So it's uh, very informative. Also, December 8th, um, 
The preschool through sixth grade will be heading to Gallopolis to see the lights. Uh, the bus will be leaving at 530. Um, the mission team is needing ribbon, bows, boxes for holiday gift wrapping at Huntington Mall. If you can help out with that, uh, please see Chris. Also, uh, Young at Heart will meet um, on December 12th here at the building at 1030. Uh, Holiday Cookie Exchange is December 14th at 6.30 at Linda White's house. Uh, please bring uh, two dozen cookies and some finger foods, and all ladies are invited to this event. If you can, <clears throat> we have a list out in the foyer on the board for picking up our older members. I know uh, Vicki Bowen's on there and Sue Powell um, are on there. If you can help out on picking them up, uh, please see me. Um, you know, it would be great if, if we could all help out to pick those members up and, and bring them to church when, Sunday night and Wednesday nights. Updates on our prayer list. Remember, continue to keep Jimmy Wilgis and Jim Haney and Jim Martin and Chuck Davidson and Jackie Hutchison in your prayers as they continue with their cancer treatments at this time. Uh, keep Judy and Marvin Jordan in your prayers uh, they have COVID right now. Marvin Jordan's at uh, St. Mary's with COVID. Um, uh, he, he was admitted yesterday, and he's still there now, feeling very weak. Um, but uh, keep Judy and Marvin Jordan in your prayers so that they can get better. Keep Carolyn Lynn in your prayers as well. At, uh, um, as she goes through a rehab, keep Friday Simpson in your prayers as well. Uh, keep Terrell Spitzer in your prayers. Also, keep Beverly Edwards in your prayers as well as she recovers from her knee surgery. And uh, David Houck is having knee replacement surgery on December 7th, um, so next week. So keep him in your prayers as well that, um, that everything goes smoothly with his surgery. That's all the announcements I have. Is there anything else I may have missed? David. Okay, David, what's the last name? Far. Har? P-H. Har. Har. Uh, he's having brain surgery next week. Tomorrow. I'm sorry. Okay, tomorrow in Florida. So keep David in your prayers. All right, Pat Kelly. Keep Pat Kelly in your prayers. She had surgery and she's now home recovering from that. Let's go to God in prayer at this time. Our gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we are so thankful and blessed to be able to be here this evening, Lord, to be able to apply your word to our everyday lives, Lord, so that way we can be better stewards of, of yours, Lord. Help us as we evangelize to the lost. Help us to help us when we're when we're weak ourselves, Lord. For we know that you are always there by our sides and lift us up through depression or anxiety or whatever we may be going through in our life, Lord. We know sometimes those burdens can feel heavy, but we know you are always there by our side. Lord, I pray that we continue as a church family here at Rome, that we continue on being a shining light within our community, Lord, that others will see you in us, that we will continue on setting an example, be stewards of your word, Lord, always continue to follow your word and doing what it says to do, Lord. Lord, we ask you this time to be with all the ones that are dealing with cancer and the ones that are sick right now, Lord. We ask you to be with them, 
Place your healing hand on them, Lord. Heal them. Let them get back to 100% health, Lord. We ask you this time to continue to be with our youth here at Rome, Lord. Be with them. Watch over them, Lord. Keep them safe, Lord. Lord, always help, help us to help them, Lord. Lord, we ask you this time to continue to be with us the rest of this week. Watch over us and keep us safe. Most of all, Lord, we ask you, we thank you so much for your love and your grace that you've shown us by sending your son to die on the cross for us. Be with us now as we sing praises to you, Lord, and as we learn another portion of your word. Forgive us, Lord, when we do fall short. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray. Amen. wait till that plane passes <laughs> our next song tonight is on the overhead only it's hymn of heaven this is a song that a couple ladies have been uh, giving me threats about leading that I need to do it uh, and I finally found the slides so since there's few of us here tonight you can sing really loud Kelly <laughs> hymn of heaven How I long to bring the air of heaven where pain is gone and mercy fills the street to look upon the one who led to save me and walk with him for all. 
found on the court of the back. Number 694. 694. To Canaan's land I'm on my way where the soul never dies. My darkest night will turn to day where the soul never dies. No sad farewell, no tears in night where all is Five seventeen. Oh, why not tonight? I'm sure you've been in an audience before where you, the preacher said something you said you've thought you've heard maybe a hundred times, and he said it in just such a way you thought, "Huh, I've never thought about it like that before." You ever been there? I've done that several times. Uh, I've read through a passage and thought, "I know, I've seen this passage so many times," but. I've never heard it phrased like that, and so that's, that's the power of new songs, and so I appreciate Cy teaching us that new song. They give us new ways to, to praise, new ways to think, and so there, there's power there. I appreciate you guys uh, covering for me uh, Wednesday and Sunday. I had a great time on our vacation um, and got to network with some of our, our brethren in the area here locally, uh, so we can kind of stop overlapping some of our stuff maybe and gospel meetings and those kinds of things and get to know each other a little bit better and get some of our meetings back together. So I appreciate the time there. Do we have uh, my picture? Oh, there it is. Good. So um, this is a picture from 1931. Um, back in early 1900s all the way until just about the 1970s is really when this went out of vogue. Uh, there were folks like this whose job it was to wake people up. They were called knocker-uppers. And so they would go and they would knock on your window. Uh, there was a variety of ways to do this to get the job accomplished. Uh, originally, they would just come around and beat on your door. Unfortunately, that woke everybody in your building up. <laughs> so 
and they're not getting paid to do that. This was people's jobs. In fact, it became a generational job. This is Mary Smith. We'll talk more about her in just a second. But her mother was also a knocker-upper. And so this is two generations uh, fulfilling this job. So that's kind of interesting. But they got paid six pence a week is how much she got paid on, in London uh, to, to do this job. Every week, somebody would give her six pence a week to knock, to, to knock on their window and wake them up. It's important for shift workers who were waking up at 3, 4 o'clock in the morning um, because alarm clocks aren't really all that reliable back in the early 1900s. And if they are um, available, they're um, cost prohibitive. They're expensive. And so even if you were to get one, they don't always work. They don't always function right. And so they would pay these, these people to go around on your doors and knock on your door. Like I said, the problem is when they go knock on your door, they pound on your door or your window, it wakes everybody around you up. And some of those people are paying customers. Uh, they also need to be awake at 2 or 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning. And so in an effort to make more money and to get more clientele, uh, these people had to figure out a better way to knock on windows so as to wake only the occupant of that room up and not anyone around them. So eventually they came up with this idea to get a fishing pole type stick made out of bamboo usually. It was long, long enough to reach to a second or third story window and they would reach up and tap the window a couple times. And when they saw your head poke, poke through the window, they'd know you were awake. That's how you get your six pence a week. Some people used <clears throat> a variety of other things. Some people used rattles. Um, but this lady chose to use a pea shooter. Uh, and so... Um, like I said, her name's Mary Smith. This is a picture from 1931. She's 66 years old in this picture. She doesn't die until 1940 when she's 75 uh, and apparently continues to work the majority of that time. But it made me start thinking uh, about a passage you know well in Matthew chapter 25. And I wanted to ask us a question today. Are we awake? Are you awake? Several years ago, when I was a teenager... I, um, I, I had been known to sleepwalk on occasion, <laughs> uh, but on this one particular occasion, mom finds me trying to get out the front door, and in the morning, it's like she gently guides me back to my bed, and I fall asleep, never having known anything that had happened, uh, but she asked me if I remembered that, and I had, I had no memory of her guiding me back to my bed or getting out of my bed at all. Uh, but I did have, and still do, have a very vivid memory of me trying to get out the door to go light the charcoal grill at 13 or 14 years old. It's dangerous to sleepwalk, isn't it? Fast forward about six years, seven years in my timeline. Kelly and I are coming back from a family trip in Illinois. Uh, we're not married yet, so I'm taking her back to her family's uh, house, which is about 30 minutes from my mom's house. Uh, and so uh, I drop her off. It's late. It's close to midnight. I'm exhausted just having driven, ridden back from Illinois. Um, and so I'm tired. And I'm doing everything in my power to stay awake. I've got the radio on so loud. I can't think. It doesn't work. I'm rolling the windows down. It's cold. I've got cold air blasting in my face. It doesn't work. I've got a Dr. Pepper I'm trying to chug. It's not working either. I finally fall asleep on one of these back roads. And I drive up an embankment and flip my car and land upside down going the right way in the right lane but my car's upside down and totaled so I have to run up to the house next uh, this quarter of a mile half a mile driveway out in the middle of nowhere knock on these people's doors at midnight pleading with them to 
let me use their phone so I can call my mom <laughs> and tell her to come get me uh, and to call Kelly and say, hey, I'm okay. We get it that it's not okay for someone to light a grill asleep, right? That would be ludicrous. We get it that it's dangerous to drive when you're drowsy. That would be silly. But I'm afraid sometimes we walk through life, we walk through our faith, sleepwalking. So there again, the question's back to you. Are you awake? Sometimes we hear in our culture uh, the idea of being woke, right? That's not what we're talking about. Often, often that is designed to mean something like you're aware, alert uh, of social injustice or discrimination or something like that. That's not really what I'm talking about. I'm wondering if you're alert to the dangers of not following Jesus wholeheartedly. I'm wondering if you're alert to the promises he's given us if we do follow him devotedly. I think those promises and those dangers need to be at the very forefront of our minds. Those need to be things that we focus on. But so many times we walk through life drowsy. We, we go through our faith like we're sleepwalking. Or like we're driving drowsy. It doesn't work like that, does it? That's not how our faith functions well. If we're going about life... Just going through the motions, the heart's not really in it. We're, not, we're, like, we're like me trying to get out of the door that's locked, but I don't, I don't have a lighter in my hand to light the charcoal grill that's outside. I don't, I don't have charcoal. I don't have any of the things that are necessary to get the job done. I'm just going through the motions. I wonder if we're awake. It's awfully easy to go... To sleep, isn't it? It's awfully easy to get distracted. It's awfully easy to just sit back and go through the motions. To not live wholeheartedly focused on, on Him. There's obvious needs for us being awake. We get it physically, right? Even hire people to, to make sure that you're awake. At least we did before alarm clocks. Now you've got our fancy alarm clocks, so you can play whatever kind of music you want on your alarm clocks. I have mine sometimes read books to me to make sure that I wake up. I figured out that that doesn't work too good, and so now it's, it's a louder noise. But we understand being awake is important physically. We would never come to our jobs asleep, would we? We would never try to drive asleep, would we? We wouldn't make any important decisions when we were in that mind frame, would we? Sometimes we do that, spiritually speaking, don't we? We struggle there. So I want to encourage us to be awake. If you've got your Bibles, flip over to Matthew chapter 25. You'll find a story there that Jesus tells about people who are asleep. At least some of them are. Half of them are. And you'll find here in Matthew chapter 25 this story that you know well. It's the parable of the ten virgins. So Ten women are there, and they're waiting on the groom to come. In the ancient uh, Middle East, weddings uh, were a little bit different than, than in our society, in our culture. Uh, the groom would attempt to surprise the bride, um, and 
after he's built the house for her that they will live in, he approaches her father's house and whisks her away to the ceremony that everyone else besides her is already aware of. In this scenario, Jesus pictures the bridesmaids as also as unaware. They know he's coming, but they don't know when. And so five of them are prepared. They have their oil. They have everything that they need to live life righteously. That's really what this parable is about is Jesus' second coming, isn't it? So he's saying, you be prepared. Because you don't know when he's coming back. So you live your life wide awake. You're doing everything that it takes to be righteous. You're doing everything that it takes to be in line with who he would have you to be. Because you don't know when he's coming back. So you wait patiently, but you wait expectantly, don't you? That's what five of them have done. Five of them don't seem to care very much. They went through life half asleep. They brought their lamps, but they only brought the oil that was inside their lamps. And you look at this story and you think, how silly. If they don't know when he's coming, why in the world would they not bring a whole another jar full of oil so it would last them throughout the night? We do that, don't we? Sometimes we'll wake up in the middle of a sin or right after a sin and think, how stupid. I've almost ruined everything or I have ruined everything. Maybe you're fortunate and you get to look at a friend or a family member or someone else. Maybe it's not even related. And you can see their failures and learn from those things. But there are moments when we wake up and we have that aha moment where we say, I need to pay close attention because I don't know when he's coming and I don't know when my life will be over. So I need to be prepared. Tonight, if you're not living in line with who he would have you to be, there's no need to wait any longer. He's calling now for you to repent, to be baptized, to have your sins washed away through the power of his blood. Tonight, if you've already made that decision, then you need the prayers of this congregation to be everything that God would have you to be. Why don't you come as we stand and sing?
Father, we come to you tonight. We are thankful for all that you do for us. We're thankful for the beautiful day we've had, for uh, sunshine, for allowing us the opportunity, the freedom, and the ability to assemble this evening, Father, to, to worship, to open your word and study from it. We're thankful, Father, for the church here, for what it means to us, for what it means to this community. Help us to do what we can, Father, to reach those who are lost, those who are around us each day who need to know your love, who need to know um, that you care for them. There are many, Father, of our number who are hurting, who are sick. Many who have been mentioned, Father, but there are many others who, who have not been. Uh, we all know uh, many, many people in our lives, Father, who need your strength, who need your courage, who need your comfort. Uh, just help us to do what we can uh, to help them through their difficult situations, help us to, to serve them with all that you've given us. We're thankful, Father, for your son, most of all, and for all that we have through him. We're thankful, Father, for his life and his death, his example, for his teaching, ultimately, Father, for his death. Strengthen us where we are weak, Father, and forgive us when we stumble, when we fail. Just help us to be better each day. We bless our Bible class this evening. Open our hearts and our minds to your will, to your word. We pray in Christ's name, amen. 